City Image. Yo, 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 what's going on, guys? Yeah. This is Daniel the Creator here for the City Image podcast. Yeah. Over to my right. Yo, you know who it is. This is Brian the Theological Giant back in the building. Mm. Mm. What's up, y'all? It is the artist formerly known as Young Flatbush. Uh-huh. Huh? Uh-huh. What? Um, yeah, y'all. So I'm uh, just updating you guys. Back when I got the name Young Flatbush, I was definitely planting a church mm. out in Flatbush. Okay. Uh, that is no longer happening. Yeah. Oh I'm still pastoring, but I'm pastoring at the bridge still. But we are all moving to Flatbush. Yep. So I'm not leading <laughs> that charge. Oh, gosh. I'm not lead pastoring that church anymore. So I'm returning to my former moniker. Of Rich the Husband. Hopefully, you guys will be hearing a lot more. I'm definitely diving back into the marriage space and trying to bring a lot more content for you married folks out there. So, look, look forward to that. <laughs> so, your boy Rich the Husband is here. Uh, All right, tonight. we we accept this change. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. This I wouldn't do it accepted. unless. But can it be Rich the Husband? That's for the streets. That's for the streets. But for the counseling, is the it's for it's the because nobody wants to pay duh. You mm. see, but what's what's That's dope real. is that like it's not the because mm. that would you know what I mean? Because yeah, I'm not the only one, exactly. Because yeah. you a husband too. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Which <laughs> the husband? Yeah, well, we have a very special guest. Though. Man, might be the most special. Yes. The <laughs> most. <laughs> the well, shout out key. to all our other guests, though. <laughs> <laughs> we love all you. We love you, but <laughs> we got a really, really special. Put <laughs> really it that way. <laughs> a really special yeah. one. Yo, so the man to my left, yeah. Carvins, yeah. call him Carv Daddy, Carv Zaddy, Carv Zaddy. Yo, my man, Carv Zaddy, Carvins. Yo, Carvins is a, a great friend, brother. Yes. Um, yes. At our church, he's an amazing guy. Yes. And you know what? I'm gonna. He has so many accolades. I can't even like keep yeah. it all in my head. So I'm gonna let him. Oh, man. Let him Talk just to the people, describe Carbs himself. Zaddy. Introduce yourself. Come on, Carvzetti. What you got? I want to go. My name is Carvins Lassant. I'm an um, I'm an actor. I'm a poet, spoken word artist, playwright, uh, teaching artist. Uh, I'm a husband, not the husband, mm. but a husband. Mm. Um, a good one. Yeah, a great yeah. one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a great one. And I am currently in the Broadway show Hamilton, an American yeah. musical. Mm. Maybe you heard of it. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you heard of it. It's, it's a little show that I <laughs> that I hear. You know, it's cost six hundred dollars a piece. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yes, man, Car- yes, Carvin's um, amazing guy. We it was so awesome to have you here on the show. Yeah, we're honored. We're for, get, real. We're, for yes. real, for real, for real. That means a lot coming from y'all because I like y'all a lot. Mm. Mm. Yo, we love As a matter of fact, bro. I love y'all. Mm. Bring it in, bring it in. Audio hug. That was a hug. That was a hug. We got to do it at the same time. Yo, so let's jump into our first topic. So we last episode we talked a little bit about the fight. Mm. Mayweather and McGregor. All right. So what do you guys think? What's your breakdown for the fight? Mm. Mm. For me, man, I really I it went exactly how I thought it was gonna go. I will say I was I was shocked at how much Conor McGregor he looked like a boxer in the ring. Right. Um I was just shocked by how um competent he looked mm-hmm. um and you know i don't buy in that he was he was getting mayweather in the beginning i do believe mayweather when he says his strategy was to kind of play possum and tire him out 
um, right. and then kind of go for the kill later on in the match. Um, it was hilarious watching him hammer fist him yeah. and like head. spoon <laughs> him from behind. Um, that was hilarious. I was just like, yo, when you've been doing something for years, yes. it's real hard to yes, not do it. Exactly. Yeah. And so the MMA was coming out definitely, and that was His pretty. His MMA high. was showing. His MMA was showing for real. <laughs> and so overall, man, it was worth the money. Like I didn't feel like I wasted my funds, mm. you know, watching that fight. It was wow. cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm not a huge boxing dude, but for the casual fan, it was cool. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so uh, surprised actually that McGregor, especially after you saw the 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 footage of him that everyone was making fun of, yes. so that was that hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. So yeah, I mean, meme to death. Man. He was doing a loosey goosey yeah. move. Yeah, so it was, I love those spaghetti arms. Seriously, yeah. that's hilarious. It's a new technique. <laughs> so that was it. Was actually good to see him. You know. Um, it was a lot better than I expected. A lot better than I expected. But I, it did end the way I thought it would. Mm. And um, yeah, it was good to see. Actually, it was good to see Mayweather kind of come out of his shell a little bit mm-hmm. and um, you know actually go for a knockout. I feel like he he needed to knock him out. Yeah, if he didn't knock him out, it would be a loss. I right, think. right. Yeah. And so sort of like big boxing fan. Um, been boxing for maybe about like a year and like three months now. I would say yeah, like a year and four months. Started boxing. Yeah, the, actually, the fight actually went exactly how I thought it would go. I'm actually a prophet. I called what was wow, actually going to happen. I he was did. with Rich, the husband. <laughs> he was. And I said called it, for the it would round. be a TKO in the 10th round. Wow. Mm. I called it. Yes. I called From it. on so high. I'm From prophetic, guys. Um, <laughs> but no, it was, um, yeah, it was good. It was, it was an entertaining fight. I liked it. Um, I pray that one day that both those people will be better humans in the world. But yeah. they're incredible fighters. You know, mm. t- terrible humans in some... Well, who am I to say they're terrible? <laughs> but because um, I'm terrible, hallelujah. Hey, um, man, but so. saved by the... Yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> by the BC. Hey. Um, but yeah, so it mm. was what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, overall, it was a, a, a good fight. It was um, a, definitely another good reason to come around with some good people, watch it. Yep. Um, and I think ultimately nobody lost the fight. They both are a lot richer. That payday, man. Oh Listen, oh, I would I would fight Mayweather and lose just yes. for that payday. Yeah, of course. So I mean, you know, I would allow him to punch me directly. <laughs> yes. <in the> yes. <laughs> yes. If I were to get it was something like seventy five right million. Shoot, me? shoot, just yeah. knock me out. I could get knocked out once. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yo, that's like cheese. <laughs> yeah. All that oh, school debt. Oh man, <laughs> be lit. that's real. That's real. <laughs> Uh, you could plant mad bridge churches. That's what yo, I'm saying, though. Yo. I'm saying. I could I'll, be I'll young Honolulu after that. You know what I'm saying? For the church in Hawaii. I'll get punched in the place for the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Young um, Tokyo. We put in churches in Japan. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, coming out of this segment, we're going to be coming back talking about Tasha Cobbs and Nicki Minaj. Ooh. Hey. Streets are talking. Streets are talking. Let's see uh, what the guys have to say. Oh. Mm. Let's see what we got to say about that when we come back. City image is the best. What's going on, guys? This is City Image, and this is Daniel, the creator. And it's your boy, Young Flatbush. And Bryant, the theological giant. We just want to thank you so much for all the support that you've shown us thus far. But we just wanted to ask you guys to remember if you haven't already to like us share the content if it's blessed your soul uh subscribe review us on itunes we're also on google play 
And if you want to keep up with us on social media, you can check us out on Facebook, City Image. We're also The City Image on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can hit us up at cityimagepodcast at gmail.com. And again, thank you for the support. Peace. Vibes maneuver the jet ski. Cause I serve a god that parted the Red Sea. Multi-million dollar commercials for Pepsi. From food stamps to more ice than Gretzky. I don't gotta talk, the Lord defends me. I watched them all fall for going against me. Cause me and all my angels shot the devil up. While you was trying to pull me down, I leveled up. I leveled up twice, I leveled up three times. He tapped them and told them she's mine. So even when I cried, I knew I'd be fine. Prepare for a miracle blessing in these times. I praise them, raise them, name it, claim it Every tongue that rises up against me, shame it I breathe success in and out my lungs Got the power of life and death coming out my tongue So there you have the, the Nicki Minaj line in the song I'm Getting Ready by Tasha Cobbs and her new album So there's a lot of uproar in the Christian community over this um, We <laughs> you know, We have had much discussion over it and so now we're going to pass it around and see what what do you guys think about it? Um, but really, even sent around this question, can a Christian artist collaborate with a secular artist on a Christian um, track? Is that a thing? What, what do you guys think? What, do, what are your feelings on it? Go ahead Listen. and the husband. Oh, man, I have so many thoughts. Um, first off, I didn't like it from a lyrical standpoint. I, I've heard right. Nikki can really spit. And so I felt like this was one of her weaker showings in terms of uh, just bar for bar. Um, so I was a little disappointed there. Um, I will say it was jarring for me to hear, you know, just kind of going from worship to then like her signature kind of ad lib to come in. I was like, oh, my God, Nikki's on a gospel song. <laughs> um, and man, uh, theologically, I have a lot of issues with it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things she said on there like ideas of her serving God, um, her being a child of God, just a lot of declaration of faith um, and Christendom. A lot of Christian cliches got thrown around too. Um, and so I I personally think she went too hard. Mm -hmm. I think that um, I would have, I think I would have preferred if she just stayed on the whole blessing route, like, you know, the whole more ice than Gretzky, like just kind of the typical like hip hop, like, yo, I got a lot of stuff and therefore I'm blessed. Like if that's where she stayed with it, I think I would have felt more comfortable. But it to me, it just felt like she went a lot harder in the paint in terms of godly things, um, in terms of, um, you know, like her and an angel shot the devil. I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Nikki. Um it reminds me of when Drake said he was going to kill somebody, catch a body. Yeah. I was like, do Drake, chill out. That's not your lane. I kind of felt like, Nikki, whoa, you you went a little too gospel. And uh, yeah. to me, like, I felt like she got exposed. Now, mm. I don't know Nikki. I have to say this. I don't know yeah. her. I don't Just know her. I don't know her heart. Yep. I don't know if she were to die right now where she would go. I don't have that kind of information. All I can look at, though, you know, is like what she's put out, what she continues to put out. And I do call into question just where, you know, I'm not seeing spiritual fruit. You're just kind of coming from her life in terms of the things that she's saying on this song. Um, so it's confusing. 
it's confusing for me. And mm-hmm. so I don't, I kind of like, I guess I could see why Tasha Cobbs would have Nikki on a track. I don't actually understand what it, how it benefits Nikki to be on the track unless she's actually making a heart change, which I am hoping is the case. Um, I'm hoping that this is something that she is, I hope this is evidence of a change in her life. Only time will tell. Um, but I will say just as a, a listener of music, um, it is very difficult for me. I'll admit it's difficult for me to hold out that hope because I think about, you know, Mace, you know, and uh, I think about <clears throat> just times where I've seen people, you know, just like, yo, like, yo, you heard that last track on DMX album, son? Yo, he's a Christian, yo. And it was just like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh, yo, have man. Have you ever heard DMX pray, though? Yo, it's <laughs> legit. Mad inspiring. It's mad inspiring. And so, like, he said, Lord, we come to you. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> He said, no one ever said that the weapon wouldn't be formed against us, but you said it wouldn't prosper. Exactly. Like, yo, he's dropping dimes. Like, yes. And I thought it, I believed him. I think we should encourage, uh, you know, just Christians and non-Christians to be in artistic spaces and uh, places where we can do things together. I think exclusion um, says that they're not welcome. And so I don't think I would not advise anyone to um, exclude um, them from that work but I do think that at the same time that there needs to be some control of the narrative um, that the work that's being created is not sinful and so um, I will say I don't think the song is sinful um, I don't think it promotes anything negative um, but at the same time I am skeptical of this being a transformative moment for Nikki. I don't okay so if you look at the song itself I think there's nothing really surprising about the song in the sense that you a lot of the same kind of and I'm talking specifically about what Nicki Minaj said a lot of the name it claim it blessing that sort of thing you know we're gonna attack the devil a lot of church cliches I mean if you want to talk about did she make a kind of modern gospel song I think she did mm. I think she did now mm. it would be one thing if she started cussing or like started talking about I'm about to like twerk or whatever you know what I'm saying yeah. like the stuff she needs but mm. I feel like Nikki did her best to try to fit the environment that she was in mm-hmm. and she did it you know um, and so the question then becomes should a person who we are assuming is a not a Christian right big right. assumption we don't know right we don't know right should a person make worship should a person like that make worship music right mm-hmm. um, and it really varies on who you ask some people will say no. Some people will say yes. Like, okay, should, should everybody, should the drummer be saved, right? Should mm. the, should every, mm-hmm. could, should we be yeah. able to like make, know that everybody on the worship team is living right? Mm. Does it invalidate your worship if somebody mm. on the worship team isn't living the way they should? Mm. I don't know. Okay, so if you're, tra- if you're planning on worshiping to that song, you mm. can probably still do it. It will probably still be authentic worship. Mm. I don't know if it, hinders your worship in any way i just have not come to expect any weighty theological content from gospel music so for, mm. in my opinion like i'm not surprised i'm not really taking it back by it i'm not really making that big of a deal because i feel like Nicki minaj she made a song that's typical of what gospel musicians make so gotcha. i don't know those are my thoughts on it yeah, I will. I will say this to what you say. I do think there's a difference between the musician and the vocalist, though. I do think that the theology being 
brought forth by the vocalist ha- carries weight. I do. The, I agree. Yeah, the theology of the guitarist yeah. is not coming out on the track. I agree. Um, but anyway. I, but I but I would say but that's where I would say mm-hmm. a lot of it. So here's the thing: like gospel is not just seen as worship anymore. It's a genre. It's a musical genre. It's a it's a business, mm-hmm. and so it's not just that people are making songs just for the worship anymore. At least I don't think. So I feel like as if when people have that business attitude with it, then you talk about collaborations, you talk about all these things that we end up seeing happen. Mm. I mean, I think, you know, honestly, man, like, like for instance, right, like name it, claim it type of theology, mm-hmm. that's, that's apparent in a lot of this, even a lot of the stuff that I, I kind of listen to. Yeah, I mean, I... I agree with a lot of what's being said. I disagree with mm-hmm. a, a lot of also of what's being said. I think I also am coming from a completely different um, arena, right? So I am uh, a professional artist and have been a professional artist since I was 16. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm 27 now. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing this for 11 years. Um, I came to know uh, Christ and God and... Um, and became a Christian actually through my experiences in the art. Uh, So I have a deeply rooted sort of sensitivity and I think knowledge on both sides. Mm -hmm. And for me, what my particular passion about is how to reshape the minds and the thinkings of what Christianity is within the arts, within the industry, within the theater, within Hollywood, uh, within poetry. Um, And I think those areas and those arenas actually have three strong demographics of, of people. And those demographics of people are people who, um, who have been hurt by the church, Mm -hmm people who have been falsely taught about what Christianity is about, both from people who identify as Christian and those who are Christian and those who are far from God. And when I mean far from God, we're like far from even knowing anything, like not even having sort of like a philosophical, making any philosophical decisions or metaphysical decisions on what they believe of mm-hmm. where creation has happened, period, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think one of the things that we do a lot as the Christian community that I heavily critique is we, even the word secular, I have a problem with, mm. right? Because secular by its definition says like worldly, mm. right? And what it does and the way Christians have used it They've used it with the sense of you're not of us, mm-hmm. you're not of the kingdom, and I feel that is a very um, unhealthy and tact—it's ta- not a tactful way to engage with anyone, right? right? If we look at the life of Jesus and we look at how he engaged with people who be- who didn't believe what he believed, who didn't live the way he lived, is the first thing he did was relate and identify, right? Right. And we and we don't do that. Right. And I think so even the word itself. Right. Secular Mm. is a is a is a trigger word for people who don't even believe what we believe. It's a trigger word for me. Right. Um, So I just start off. I just have that sort of be the foundation of of just where 
of where I'm coming from of like when I'm sort of answering this question. So for me, mm. I think I agree with Rich in the sense that I question the authenticity of it. I yeah. just question the authenticity. Like <laughs> if if like someone got on um, the mic and was like, yo, I'm about to murder all these cats or whatever. And I like know you in personal life and you're not about to murder anyone. It's like, cool, just just be you. You don't got to talk about murdering people if you <laughs> right. ain't going to do that. Right. Um, in the same sense, like if you're on a, a, a gospel track, just because you're in that particular arena, you don't necessarily like... One, you should just question to yourself why you want to do the track anyway, right. right? That's just one. And two, if that isn't sort of really how you're living your life, you don't got to do that. There's a level and there's a lack of authenticity there. So that I agree with. But for me, the things that I'm more interested in, I would love to hear from Tasha Cobbs on why she decided to put Nikki on the track. Yeah. I would love to hear from Nikki why she decided to go mm -hmm. on the track, right? right? I think those, I think that, says a lot, right? right. That says mm -hmm. a lot of a gospel artist because I don't think that ain't a, a money ploy, right? Like right. Tasha ain't like, yo, let's make these bucks. If we if we come together and collab on this, yo, mm -hmm. we could really make some, it's not Conor McGregor and Mayweather, right? right? Coming to, we could really make some bread off this. I feel yeah. like there might've been a conversation in mm -hmm. there and that is interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, That's a good point. I also feel, so for me, I also feel the ripples of what, collaborations with people who are non-Christian or Christian can have will blow your mind because I've seen it. I've seen mm -hmm. people completely detest the teachings of Jesus and just have a simple interaction with me about it and completely begin to follow, mm -hmm. right? I've seen it happen. And also, right, let's talk about a line of work. Like if I worked at Burger King, right, and I was sitting I think it's a little different because it's art and you're proclaiming types of things. But like if I was in a particular line of work, would I not let someone into my world just because they don't believe what I believe? Right. I think it's all about perspective. I think it's all about um, conversation. Again, I do. There might be a level of in, in lack of authenticity there. I don't necessarily know what Nikki's life looks like and if she's trying uh, to have a relationship with God. So there is a weirdness to it. But at the same time, I'm interested in the near future, what ripples, the ripples of what that collaboration can do. Yeah. And I think, Matthew, you, you raised several great points. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't we don't know the background, the history, mm -hmm. what brought it about. We don't want to assume nefarious sort of like uh, as a money ploy or whatever. We don't we don't know. Right. There is the professing of the faith and there's the process of right. the faith, right? And, and I think a lot of times we don't mm -hmm. we don't allow an individual to be in process. That doesn't mean that we enable an individual to continue in their way, right? right. But I think, I, I just don't know, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like, we don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for me too, right? And it goes back to... <sighs> It makes me investigate the same thing that I'm critiquing. It makes me want to investigate that very thing in my own life. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, like, why am I trying to remove the the speck out of Nikki's eye when I got a plank in mine? Right. What mm -hmm. areas what areas in my own life am I professing? Right. Mm -hmm. That I'm not living. Right. And I feel a lot of times and I'm not saying anyone in this room, but a lot of times that I've seen, which is part of the reason why people in the art artist world have a particular disdain against Christianity is mm. we don't identify. We don't go, oh, I can identify with that. There have been many times when I've said this, but I've done this. Mm. 
right? Mm. Um, I think the biggest difference is that we are there. There, we there's a level of repentance. There's a level of right. feeling. I think there yeah. there is a difference, but right. I don't think we relate and identify. And I think if so, we, I think if so, we related so me, and identify. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So, in your view, is there ever a point in which the public platform of Jesus Christ should exhibit some level of Holy, like so. If you're gonna attach the name Jesus to whatever you're doing, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I know I've got to respect the process, right? I get yeah. that. But at one point, do we say, all right, if you're gonna claim this, right, you need to be living a certain way that's consistent with the gospel, or do we forever say, like, all right, well, you're just in process? You're yeah, in no, no. I definitely do right. believe that there's a level of consistency, and right. I'm just the type of individual, that right, right, right. That you just gotta do what you say and what you're talking about. Like, right. I, if I if I was like, yeah, yo, I'm I'm vegan and I'm busting down a steak right now. Right. Like, it's just not consistent. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, I do think that yeah. there is um, a standard. Absolutely, let me just make that clear. But I right. do think what we do is we don't even allow an individual to be able to fight to get to that standard because we cut it off. And I think that's problematic. I got you. That's it. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so even on that, when we talk about, you know, you know, I think Brian brought up a good point that, you know, yeah, this is maybe gospel music, quote unquote, but we can't even assume that's necessarily for the church anymore mm. um, because it's a now a genre, genre of music. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. So I think what maybe what I'm taking away from it is that um, um, you can authentically use this song to worship God, but... Um, the song itself, or Nikki's part at least, may not be authentic worship to God. And so I think even when we think about worship to God, is there something sacred about worshiping God? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, th- I think the awkward point, again, goes to, yeah. I think, the great point that Rich make about authenticity. That's yeah. Like, like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Nah, you can't. Don't we talk about <laughs> you? You wasn't doing that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, absolutely, I feel. Yeah, but I think ultimately... Um, if someone were to listen to the song, right, mm-hmm. and worship God with the song, I think that's okay. Yeah. Even though the theology may not be 100% correct. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, because... <laughs> but, we, I, I, but so, so I have a question. So if let's just say you have a pastor who has committed adultery but has done... Right? Let's just say there's a pastor who is, who is currently committing adultery right. and is preaching... But blessing people every single Sunday, yeah. right, is really speaking into people's lives. Now that individual is authentic. We are. We will critique that person and have that person come to terms with what that individual is doing. My question is, the blessing and the work that that individual is doing while they're living the way they're living mm-hmm. is that blessing omitted from the people who are receiving it? No, right. And that's what it's I'm not. saying. So I feel like people will be blessed by the track. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and I feel like people will be blessed by the yeah. track. And yes, we can call to attention in the areas in which we want to critique the consistency right. of one's life yeah. when we know it. But I think sometimes we feel like it won't have a move for the kingdom. And I don't necessarily yeah, yeah. agree. No, see, because I think you definitely have to distinguish between what God can use yeah, and what I mean, he approves of. We listen. Absolutely, yeah. If we don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. Right. God can use anything. Yeah. Yep. No mm-hmm. one is disputing yeah. the fact that the track can be used. Mm-hmm. No dispute there. But there is a level of. I think God's concerned about Nikki's heart. 
God wants to know yeah. is are you authentically worshiping? I can use this mm. like it's just the same way God can use the preacher preaching but is unrepentant in his sin. Mm. But I think we want to have a conversation with that preacher like you do need to repent though. You do need to live consistently with what you're doing, you know. And I also think that the level of if we if we co-sign the preacher knowing that he's doing what he's doing or let's oh, say yeah, we're, just let, let's just yeah, say yeah, it should be found out that he is in sin yeah. and then we're like all right but the, it's still, you're still uh-huh. blessing the people, the people though. you're still blessing that. the people yeah, exactly. then we're like co-signing that Absolutely. that evil yeah. right and so that can really lead people astray yeah. so it's mm-hmm. the thing what we see nikki doing in public in the other music that she's you know that she's putting out mm-hmm. right again we don't know her it's like well what it what are you being consistent with what you're saying? Because if you're living like all the other music you're putting out, if you're living like that, now it's like, but we really want to have this conversation about what does true worship look like? It's not. This is what that. I'll say. I'm more interested to see what Nikki's music looks like after this. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I pray that this that. is indicative that Tasha's in her life. And I pray yeah. that this is indicative that they're having, you know, Christ centered conversation because to your point, this song happened because of relationship i don't see this happening as a business exactly um (laughs) i think she's a fan you know she did comment on twitter that she's a big fan of tasha's music so i I really do hope that um this is indicative of relationship and things like that and Mm. just praying for her um you know despite all the critique i think it's definitely a point for us to pray for nikki that you know like hey um this is this can be used to really change her life and she is not beyond saving she's not damned um whatever lifestyle she was in is can always be her precursor to christ i i personally feel it's gonna do something Mm. now yeah. if she drops the track tomorrow yeah. that is you know ratchet then I'm wrong <laughs> right. but we'll wait till then I know, I know some people who we'll are wait hoping because I, I believe I fully wholeheartedly believe mm. that God moves you and, know? and to your point Carvins like even if she did drop a track tomorrow that was ratchet that doesn't mm. mean the process hasn't begun it's you know, so I want to honor what you're saying like maybe there is change happening right so yeah. and I think either way um even though we're not in the business of making crooked sticks, God can still use crooked sticks right. to draw straight lines. That's good, man. That's, that's exactly that's good. Look at that. That's it's Danny the Creator. Boom. Yeah. Boom. All right. Um, so coming out of this, guys, we're, we're going to come back and uh, talk to Carmen a little bit about... Um, My ratchet lifestyle. Carmen, you be twerking, son? <laughs> be twerking. Oh, oh, boy. daddy for that. We're going to talk about... Um, just how, how his faith plays a, a role in um, his career and, and what we can kind of glean from his experiences in theater and art mm. and various avenues. There it is. Yes. More when we come back. City image. Yep. So some of the guys here, um, just through the question at Carvin's Carvin, do you got a verse or something you can spit do? for us, bro? Blow. Check. Um, what you got? I try to praise the Lord, but the devil stuck around me. Mm. I'm pouring light upon the dark, but my vision is getting blinded. 
See, the author of confusion is a menace to my psyche, breeding hate so these demons, they take presence and block me. I want to flee from the whispers that's attacking, but they find me. I know victory is won, but when I fear, I cannot hide it. It's a yoke I'm trying to break, but when I fight it, it is binding. I am capable of love, but when I say it, I hear lying. See, I'm destined for the heavens, but the heaviness denies it. A symphony of tears, my soul cracks and I hear crying. Severed angel wings on heartstrings, there's no flying. Rope around my neck, but the suicide's not an option. Said I gotta stay alive. My wife's spirit steady watching. I'm throwing prayers in the air, but the smog chokes and stops it. I gotta use the praise for the rocket, for the monster spitting proverbs in his face, cause no weapon can ever prosper. Delilah's lesson on my gifts, so you know I gotta watch him. Can't throw me off my track, cause my tunnel vision is Godson. The righteous always dying, the wicked is getting larger. I turn the other cheek, but snapping back is how I'm brought up. Evil always fought us, lust is how we caught up. I'm dodging all these bullets, but the sin is like an archer, and it seems these shackles wanna armor stop my dreams, but I'm emancipating souls for the freedom, not the fiend. Getting everlasting wealth, not the dollar in the cream cause the Benjamins is fleeting in the fame at what it seems I'm driving hate about this world with this love up in my heart illuminating the highest king cause this world is getting dark reviving my inspiration I light it with a spark reversing the finish line so I remember where it starts Goodness. Mm. Wow. Carzetti. Carzetti. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done that in a long time. I'm not even a rapper. I sang. Yo, I'm a singer. Yo, that was way better than Nicki Bars. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Tasha Cops should have called you. Yo, Facts. 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 Uh, and, you know, a few of us went to Legacy and we saw Carvin's perform oh there. I'm going to tell you that. Man. Carvin's bodied. Body, body. Look this man up. Look, this look, man if you don't know Carvin's Do your Google search. Do your Google. Do your Google. Y'all gonna see some Before Christ stuff online. <laughs> Do the Just to warn y'all. It's a raw, it's it's a raw good. 100%. You see my whole journey. Yeah, the whole journey. See it all. <laughs> see me from my ratchet days to now. Because I'm <laughs> still ratchet. I'm working on myself. Y'all <laughs> yeah. working. Yeah, check the process out. Now, nah, but Carvin's Lasan, guys. Look him up if you haven't seen him already. Bodied it at Legacy this year. Yes. Amazing. It Amazing. was a bless, man. I was so happy they had me because I mean, yeah. it's funny. I'm not even. Um, I'm not prominent in those spaces. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of the uh, the spaces that I've sort of been in has sort of been in the poetry slam scene, yeah. on the theater scene, in the conservatory yeah. acting school scene. So it was even a blessing that uh, you know, cast like Joe Solomon and, and Preston and Jackie and Ezekiel sort of like vouched for me. Uh, it was it was it was really a. It was really, it blessed me. I mean, yeah. the love there and just everyone there. And it was crazy. I was supposed to be there for the whole conference, but because I started Hamilton, I was only able to fly in for one night and mm. then I had that fly right out the next mm. morning, like at 6 a.m. to go to rehearsal. Well, My goodness. So, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. The other, uh, a few weeks ago, I, I saw like a live stream on um, Instagram from uh, Preston and Ezekiel. They're doing stuff for the Poets and Autumn them, Tour. Those are my people. And um, someone asked them, was like, so who's your favorite, like, spoken word artist or wordsmith something like that and he was like yo Carvin Lassant man that's crazy I was like uh, I know him <laughs> I know him I know him that's my friend that's my friend they're <laughs> such good people man I got a chance to have a dinner with them after the show yeah, after yeah. the show that night and they, they're they literally just the coolest cats man they're great they're great people shout out shout out to them yeah yeah, yeah man they're doing good it was work. awesome awesome um, yeah and so even you know going into this whole thing about you know christianity and the arts Woo-hoo. right so I'm, I'm gonna pose this question out here as an artist how do you see your faith at play in what you do Ooh. oh man it's everything mm. it's ever it's every i mean interestingly enough I, I don't know what folks have faith in it's impossible to be particularly an actor without faith right mm. it's imp- it's legit impossible mm. like you go like <laughs> i can't even I can't even explain the depths of an unknowing 
that the actor goes through. You you literally if if you're you know if you are blessed enough to have like an agent or a manager, you get an email, and that email is an appointment, and that appointment is an audition time, mm. and you get an audition time, and they send you something called sides, and sides are basically uh, parts of whatever the script is for you to go in and do for a casting director Mm -hmm. or maybe a casting associate or the director or whatever the creative team is right and you have to go through all these loops in order to do it but you have to pray that you're good enough so that they can call you back Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so you can go in for a project and you have to go through a hierarchy of being seen Mm -hmm. sometimes you get seen not even by the casting director, the person whose job is to find people to bring to the director to see who they'll have for the project. Mm. Sometimes you'll get seen by a casting director's assistant first, right? Mm. Then if you pass that loop, then you may get contacted back to get seen for the casting director. And then that casting director may want to work with you a couple of times before they even bring you into the creative team, the people who are actually working on the project, the director or whatever, right? Then you'll do all that and you gotta pray that hopefully you'll get a final callback. And a final callback is maybe maybe you've made it to the last three to five people who they potentially wanna cast for this role. And then you gotta do that. Now peep this, that's just the creative team. Then you gotta do a real final Um, sort of callback for the producers, the people putting money into it, uh, right? The people who are actually paying to have that project run. And those people gotta look at you and be like, will this person make me money? Yes. Mm. And then you then you book the job. Wow. So before you book anything, you go through maybe twelve auditions or loops of things, right? That's mm-hmm. normally how it is. It doesn't happen like that all the time. But if you're doing maybe a Broadway show, especially if you're like auditioning for any series regular roles on television and film, a series regular means you are a character on that show mm-hmm. for the whole season. Right. It goes through that many loops. It's impossible to do that without faith. Wow. Mm-hmm. You have to wake up every single day and you have to see it for yourself but and you don't know you just don't know and to be honest that was the hardest part of being an actor for me because i didn't experience that Mm -hmm. um i was a poet first by nature of being a poet right of being an artist you are an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. you're creating your own content you're creating your own work and you're producing it yourself so i actually had way more control back then than i did now So actually transitioning out of grad school was hard for me because I never had to wait to hear back on things because I produced my own work. So in terms of faith, right, I think everyone in our industry has that. For Mm. me in particular, um, my faith in God and Jesus uh, has helped me a lot because it's it's reminded me where my true identity lies because mm-hmm. it's hard, man. Like, and this is all I do, y'all. Yeah. Like, I'm an artist. That's what I do. Yeah. Like, I'm a teaching. I don't got no other skills. Like, I can't work a nine to five. Right. I couldn't even be a waiter if I wanted to. I don't have a variety of skill set. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. Right. It has all been in the arts. I've only had one job outside the arts, and that was coaching kids and teaching kids. This is all I do so for a long time my identity was wrapped in it Mm. i was like this is who i am um but it's 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 my gifting and it's my calling and it's what god put me on the world to do but it's not who i am who i am is who god says i am that is a loved child who is using these gifts to uh to spread love awareness um and god's 
truth in the hearts of people through storytelling. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 that's what's helped me is to remind myself. I go into auditions and I'm like, well, if I don't get this, it's whatever. Like, you know, I still have hope that something will happen, mm-hmm. or I still, or if I don't get this, this doesn't make me any less good. Uh, yeah, the Lord loves me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it plays everything. I mean, I. It's interesting because, and I think it's probably going to get into one of the other questions Mm -hmm. I feel like we'll get to, but the only reason I can tell stories that are outside sometimes of what I believe personally is because of Jesus. Like I approach Mm -hmm. every character, I play the way Jesus approached me, Mm -hmm. non-judgmental. I try to identify and relate. Yeah. Before I can place a judgment on a character that I may play, mm-hmm. so yeah, it 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 loving Jesus has made me a better actor mm-hmm. because wow. I think Jesus was was passionate about the human condition, yeah, about the human condition, and and as an actor you have to be, mm-hmm. and I think Jesus had the strongest empathy, mm-hmm. and you have to be in love with the human condition and have radical empathy to tell other people's stories right uh, yeah that's good man that's so good that's yeah i good. mean yeah let's jump into that question like uh um can um, a christian actor act in roles that portray ungodly themes so can they but like how do you you know yeah yeah Woo! that's a question i mean i'll start off by saying this mm-hmm. just be and this is and you don't even got to be a christian to believe this i think you just need to be like smart and healthy to believe this just because i play a character does not mean i support that character's dysfunction right um perspective and sin in the world Mm -hmm. right i think a part of my job as an actor is is to tell a story and a story that is true to what a playwright and what a a a, a screenwriter has written Mm -hmm. right and that is that's my job that's literally my job Mm -hmm. like it's literally in the contract like it's funny i was looking at my hamilton contract and it's like yo you have to say the words that the playwright wrote or or you're fired like 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 it's my job (laughs) right um i think i think yeah you can you can be a christian and 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 it not be a story that's exclusive to like faith mm-hmm. or 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 Christianity, and it still give honor and glory to God. Right, I do believe that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think you have to be mindful about what you choose to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I think you have to have a particular aesthetic taste and a standard for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you also have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to know what roles or what projects are healthy for you to do on where you are in your walk yeah right you yeah. know what i mean there are certain things i have a level of like uh sort of strength and willpower that i think god has blessed me with that a lot of christians i know can't do mm-hmm. are there roles you wouldn't do yeah, I think it depends. Okay, I think it depends. For me, I'm always looking at what the story is doing. Are there redemptive qualities mm. in the story? Mm-hmm. Um, so do I feel comfortable with doing that? I'll give you an example yeah. of what I wouldn't do. Yes. <laughs> this show was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I had did this poem, uh, 
a year before the earthquake in Haiti happened. Mm. Um, and I did it for this campaign called Every Drop Counts. And it was trying to like send aid and relief yeah. and stuff. And it's on YouTube and it went viral. Went viral back in the day. Um, and this filmmaker saw it, and this was even before I was really acting. He was like, man, like I loved your poem. I would love, love, love for you to be in my film. And I'm like, oh, it's lit, let's do it. Yeah. Feature film, so he sends me the script. And he's like, yeah, so you know, you're gonna be playing this Haitian man, and yada, yada. So I'm reading the script, and I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> and then he hits me up. He said, all right, so the character's like this voodoo priest master, and in the scene, you're gonna be gutting open a fish. Oh, and you're no. gonna, and, and oh, then I want yeah. you to do this ritual. Where, and I'm like, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm all right. I don't wanna do that. I just don't want to. Yeah. I don't, like, there are deeper sort of like, mm-hmm theological reasons on why I wouldn't do that. Mm. But at the end of the day, it didn't even have to get that deep. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable, <laughs> sir, doing that. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. be gutting open a fish in the scene. I just don't want to, I don't play with that kind of stuff. It's right. like I'm comfortable with, right? Let me, let me get your let me get your thoughts on this. Uh, how to show out right now, Game of Thrones. Which I just started watching right before I got here. Oh, really? Okay. Just started yeah. watching right before I got here. So whatever you're asking me, I don't know yet because I don't know the full extent <laughs> of the show. I'm literally on episode two, season season one. I'm all, yeah, so I, I can't speak on it. What are your thoughts, though? So, I mean, I've never watched the show, but I've heard from a lot of people, Christians, who criticize the show. There was breastesis in both episodes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh! Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> oh. do you think a Christian can do a nude scene if he's acting? What are your thoughts on that? Like, Ooh, I think. Would you go full car zaddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, well, one, just professionally, right? I'm mindful on what I want out. Yeah. Right? Okay. Like, yeah. I got a wife. I want to have kids one day. Right. One day. Right, right, um, right. I have a community and I got a mama. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. like, I first just go practical. Do I want my cheeks out? Mm, right. And will I be okay with that? <laughs> will I will will I will that be something I'll be proud of, right? right. First mm. I go practical, but on a deeper level, I think again, it's about what a part of the story what a part of the story does like does the nude honor the story in a redemptive way that I think matters, right? So like, I think I'm not, I'm not vulgar for vulgar sake, right? Mm-hmm. I wanna also, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I'm not con- necessarily comfortable with just, do- and it's crazy. I mean, I auditioned for, <laughs> I auditioned for, um, and it's what's great also, right? Is if you have great agents, if you have yeah. great managers, mm-hmm. they give you details about those things, right? So yeah. a lot of times when you go in for auditions, the side breakdowns will say, this will contain nudity. Mm. Um, there are some shows on TV that are like, this contains nudity. You, This is what we do. But then there are some shows, this contains nudity, negotiable on the type of nudity. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So in contracts, managers and agents can actually advocate for you. They'll be like, my client will not do frontal nudity. Um, they won't do this. They can only get seen from the neck up. Right? Um, they're specific on what um, intimate scenes may particularly look like. Like you can negotiate those things. But for me, it's about the store. So that's that's something I won't do. I won't be ratchet for ratchet's sake, right? Mm-hmm. Unless it's a redemptive part of a story. If it's a story of someone who's like struggling with their identity, sexuality, and, and it's making them figure out like uh, 
who they are and their faith and scenes happen to have certain things. I feel like that is a story that is worth telling and redemptive enough where I would consider it, right? Mm -hmm. If it's 12 years a slave, right? And you're looking at chattel slavery, you know, that's like Mm -hmm. an investigate and there's a scene where Mm -hmm. you gotta be, you know, you gotta be naked because they're they're showering in a particular thing. That is a story that I think is worth telling and that's something that I would consider. Um, I'm not necessarily, uh, yeah, ratchet for ratchet's sake. It's funny hearing you say that. I think you're describing how I feel about violence in movies. Yeah, um, because now I there are a lot of people you know no I think people get angry when I say this. There's a lot of people who love Quentin Tarantino. I'm uh, not a fan. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, neither am I. I so yeah. wow, really? Oh, thank you, yeah, Carver's Cars. I. I had a whole. Discussion. I mean, I watched. I watched like Django, and I thought some parts of it were good, but overall, it just sometimes it's. It's an aesthetic, yeah. right? And it's an artistic aesthetic that he chooses, yeah. and which I respect, but it doesn't necessarily speak well, to Quentin me. Well, Quentin Tarantino has hardcore fans that love mm-hmm. him. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, cool, this is what you like. But mm-hmm. like for me, I, I, when I look at someone like, a, and I'm just using him as an example, you could probably pick out a ton of different people that you could look to, but there's a there's a sense in which the, he's violent for violence sake yeah, he just yeah. celebrates that right yeah, yeah. whereas for me I'm not against violence so like one of my favorite movies I love Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. right you're it's D-Day folks getting blown up killed yeah cause that's and, the know, truth of what happened that's the truth that's of what happened so, fantasy, it's, exact, yeah. so it's like it's violence but it's it's portraying a deeper story there's me you're, mm. you're, you're yeah. reacting to something that historically happened and there's a, re, a greater redemptive story mm-hmm. that's being told mm-hmm. and so for some reason the almost like the violence serves a deeper purpose and it doesn't make it okay in the sense that violence becomes good but but it's just the truth like exactly. there's violence in the bible like exactly. David was yeah. murdering right. cats right. exactly like all of the disciples got killed <laughs> yeah except for one of them you know what I mean like all yeah. of them got murked Jesus yeah. got murked yeah. the reason why I loved Passion of the Christ because it was truthful that's what happened yeah, yeah. exactly that's what happened right. right right if you omit that exactly then you 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 water down the story. Yeah. You 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 miss an opportunity to really enhance the level of authenticity mm. of of what it is. Yeah, like it was. I loved Passion of the Christ because I'm like that is what happened. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened, y'all. Mm. And yeah, so it's there. And that's another thing too. I think a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of times, Christians think that just because an actor plays something that they support that I think that's not true and it's problematic and we need to change that mm-hmm. but I also think that Christians try to water down like the truth and I'm like oh well you obviously haven't read your bible yeah. as of late true because everything that I, like it's it's <laughs> yeah. there right. like it's a, it's a part of the nature of life to be honest all of those things actually should should prove more why we need Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was actually just thinking right? that. So for me, like there, there have been scenes that I've seen that perfect example. Um, I've been watching Insecure, mm. right? And there are a lot of, uh, yeah, there there are a lot of sex scenes, intimate scenes in it, um, and watching it, although it has it has nothing to do about faith, it always makes me investigate areas of my relationship with God when I see it I'm like wow like that person did that thing with that person man I'm so interested on why that individual chose to do that I wonder where their heart is I wonder where their insecurities lie man I remember feeling like that I remember how God covered that one thing like there are ways that 
there are ways that God can be revealed and honored through things that aren't explicitly talking about him. Yeah. 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 And I say I think that's part of my criticism with a lot of Christian movies and Christian art. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Listen, don't get me started. <laughs> is that it, it's inauthentic, right? And Mad it's fake. inauthentic. Yeah. And poor and, and just poorly done. Yeah. Just whack. Like, you know what it is? This is this has been my biggest thing about like it really happens with Christian poetry and Christian. First of all, that's weird to me. Like, if I was a chef, I would never call myself a Christian chef. Right. Like, I'm a chef and I'm a Christian. Like, right. I, that that bothers me when anyone calls himself a Christian artist because I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, if I was an NBA, I'm not a Christian basketball player. Like, right. I just love yeah, we Jesus. Can have a, we can have buckets. a whole other podcast. Just <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. We ain't right? gonna go down that yeah, road. Yeah, but we, we gonna, gonna go, go down that, <laughs> yeah, go down that road. But man, I forgot what I was gonna say because I got so hyped. Um, bad Christian art. Some. Yeah, I think. People think just because you're talking about Jesus yep. that it's dope. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's problematic. Yep. Because if you're not cultivating the gift that God has given you, you it is a slap in the Lord's face. Yeah, bad art I is agree. not honoring the Right? And agree. we only do that in art, right? Because yep. if I was a worship leader and I couldn't sing, you know what my pastor would tell me? You know, you're not gifted in that area. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> you should serve on the greeting team. Yeah. Right? If I was a pastor and I had whack sermons, mm. right? Yeah. I would have elders be like, I think these are the areas of your theology that you need to sharpen. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yes. We own, we don't, we, we never strive for artistic excellence. Mm. Mm in the in faith-based art mm-hmm. and it's and it pisses me off mm-hmm. right? yeah we're just so happy and i'm just surmising here but i feel like sometimes we're just so inundated with kind of these scary worldly movies or at least we, right. we see it as scary so that when we even make a movie <laughs> that's like has some level of morality we, we celebrate it yeah. Where it's like, yes. oh, okay, you know, we got yeah. uh, fireproof and we're celebrating marriage. Who cares if <laughs> don't have fireproof, the, bro? Don't <laughs> you want to you know the hottest Christian movie I've seen? It's a movie called Not Easily Broken. It was with Taraji P. Henson and Morris Chestnut and TD TD Jakes mm. uh, produced it, and wow. it was about uh, a couple so. that was that got married young. Morris Chestnut played like this baseball player who was going to go pro but injured himself mm. and his wife Taraji was like a thriving sort of real estate like agent and it mm. was about their marriage mm-hmm. it was about their marriage and how they argued yeah. and they it was just it was mad authentic like yeah. they was arguing in the movie yeah like they were they were going at it and then at the end there's this beautiful redemptive quality in it like mm. he ends up having feelings for this other woman um ends up like kissing her like there was like wow. thoughts of infidelity it was such a raw, beautiful movie that ends in reconciliation, but it was just real. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's because they're great actors. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you got right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and, I, yeah. you know, I remember seeing War Room, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, the content is beautiful. This is a beautiful story. This is inspiring. The acting made me want to shoot myself in the <laughs> that's face. How, that's how I feel about um. That movie I just mentioned, Fireproof. Man. Fireproof. Don't be ain't no Fireproof, yo. I, I love the, I love the <laughs> that theme, but the acting was uh, even Kirk Cameron, who's supposedly an Kirk actor. Kirk Cameron is great, yo. I'm sorry, <laughs> There's bro. another movie called uh, God Is Not Dead. Oh, oh I let's not talk about that. See that? that. Ah, ah, that I got the book. No, I've been reading the book. No, I can give you I better read, books. I was reading <laughs> the book. Uh, I was reading the book before, and I was like, oh, I should watch this. And I'm like, this uh, is terrible. And it, it, like, listen, man, I'm not. It's, I'm a pedagogue in this. Mm. 
You feel me? So it's a it's disrespectful to me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know? Put some like, respect on it. Yeah, yeah, you have to put some respect on it. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't spend over yeah. eight years in school learning this craft for you yeah. to just throw Jesus' name on it and call it good. Yeah. Mm. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't. Maybe. I didn't go to the American Academy for Dramatic Arts and get an associate's in occupational studies. <laughs> I got one of those. The first, right? The first, it, like the American Academy of Dramatic Arts is the first acting school in the English speaking language. I didn't wow. go to St. John's University to get a bachelor's of sciences in dramatic arts for film and television. And I did not go to NYU graduate acting. Give him the program. resume, bro. <laughs> Give him the resume, <laughs> bro. Fine arts for you to just throw Jesus's name on something and call it hot. It's not yeah. hot. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do better work. Yeah. I agree. I mean, for me as a as an artist and um, as a designer, I mean, if I put a cross on something, it doesn't make it good. Come on. Mm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's either good or it's not, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, as because we image God who is the ultimate creator. Yeah. Right. When we create, we should have a level of ex- excellence yeah. in the yeah. things that we create. Um, Speaking of which, I didn't mean to like like drop degrees and stuff like that. The titles don't mean anything. God is good. And yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humble brag. I mean, and even then, but, uh, there's, there's grace. He is experienced. That's what we're trying <laughs> to say. But even then, like, even there, there's grace for people who are working their craft and they're getting yeah. better. Right. Yeah. But the thing I'm is, like, down with that. yeah, are you are you striving to do to do better? Right. Like, um, I feel like as Christians, you know, we should be the best at the things that we do because we understand or we should have an understanding that as um, people who image the ultimate creator, right, that we need to work hard at imaging him well. Yeah. You know, and oftentimes we don't we don't do that. We don't take that into account. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we put crosses on things and. and Yeah, we put crosses on things, call them hot. Yeah, man. So, I mean, so as as an artist yourself, uh, actor. You know, and any kind of area of the arts, what would you have to say to anyone listening right now? Yeah, in the arts, um, either you know, advice, recommendation. What what, what do you think? Um, ha oh man, I think it's such a, a broad question. It's crazy because I actually just had an um, an amazing sort of um, time with a friend of mine named Crystal, who I actually did ministry with in St. John's, who is Haitian and was like studying biology and gave it all up to to study musical theater at the American Musical Dramatic Academy. And um, I mean, we spoke about some of the questions, you know, she had about being able to do this. I think the first thing is sometimes don't ever doubt that God placed you where you are. Mm. I think God wants to water you where he planted you. So a lot of times I filled myself with a lot of false convictions that I wasn't doing the work of God because I wasn't doing it in the church. And that's not true. Um, I think, uh, you know, Paul didn't have a church home. He planted them and he went and planted others. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't even know if that's theologically, but like he just keep going. There's (laughs) I think that sometimes you're going to you're going to feel the loneliness of apostleship where. Sometimes you feel like you're going to be caught in between two worlds, but just know Mm. that God is going to water you where he planted you. Um, I think that's the first thing, because a lot of times you're like, oh, man, am I am I living for the Lord? Because I'm in these uh, these areas that aren't exclusively Christian. And I don't think that's true. I think God put you there because God wants us there. Yeah, I think that is uh, that's the first thing. I think the second thing is put on the armor of God. Uh, just put on the armor of God because it's a hard business. It's hard work to do as an artist. You are 
telling other people's stories all the time is difficult because you're always inhabiting um, other people's life experiences. Uh, Um, And sometimes it could be bearing on the spirit and on the soul. I have Uh, a quick question, man. Just as, you know, Rich the husband, man, I always feel a tension um, just from husbands, especially husbands, but definitely wives too. But just like this idea of, man, I have a spouse or I have a family, like, are the arts even viable for me? Because I got to put food on the table. Yeah. You know, it's crazy, man. I'll, I'll be honest in that. I don't even really know how to answer that because I never experienced it. I've been doing this since I was 16. Mm. And the the sort of hard times of what it is to be an artist, right? Like being pro bono, like doing like free work. Wow. Like uh, being in the industry long enough to make a name for yourself so that you could hopefully get compensated for. I did really early in my life. Gotcha. So... You know, I was homeless from from 17, from right before I left to do my freshman year of college till I was 21. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, that was a character building time where me and my family didn't have a place to, like, live. We were staying, like, with my grandma in a one-bedroom apartment. Like, it was, like, my mother and sister on a, like, full-size bed and my grandmother in one room. And it was my dad sleeping on the couch and I slept on a love seat for years. Mm. It's part of the reason I have back problems right now because I'm I'm six three and I was like sleeping on a couch. I was wow. literally, you know, so I went through all of that stuff real early. Yeah. So I was able to go through all of that stuff real early and then by the grace of God be able to charge for shows, mm. right? Uh be able to um uh, uh, be able to get compensated for the work I do to be able to survive and make a living off of it. But then even at the same time, that's not guaranteed. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have to be able, you, you got to sacrifice comfort for the calling. And that's just mm. something I did really early. Yeah. Um, and me and my wife, literally six weeks ago, we did not know how we were going to pay rent. Wow. rent. We did not know. And we looked in each other's eyes and we were like, if we got each other and we got God, we're good. Mm. Even Amen. if that means we're on the street. Wow. Amen. Um, and a lot of pe- a lot of times why people don't end up being able to thrive in their careers because they ha- they're in particular circumstances in which they have to provide. Like it's a little radical, but that's that's just I ha- it happened for me earlier. Yeah. So I don't know. I think there's a way to balance it. I do think that there I mean, I think a perfect example is, you know, our, our worship leader Mark and Kelly, yeah. like yeah. They're dropping projects, going on tours, and they got two children's. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're making it work somehow. Yeah. And I f- feel like you find compromises. And I also speak to a lot of artists who say sometimes, like, kids and more responsibility actually inspires the art more. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if we can look at what our challenges and what we believe are deficits as benefits to the work, yeah, um, it could be a game changer. I think the church can do better. I think the church can do better and uh, the people who we engage with in the arts. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, guys, thank you so much to the Carvings for coming on, wow. blessing us. Fantastic, that was crazy. Man. That was eye opening. Unbelievably. Yeah, I think um, I changed based on this episode, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah, for real. Yeah. Oh. Um, definitely Carvins is a valuable member of our community um, great DC. brother DC great in friend. a place to be Bruce Church hey. um, talk about it signing off this is Daniel the Creator mm, this is Brian the Theological Giant Rich the Husband Carve Zaddy aka Black Velvet aka hey. Haitian Chocolate mm. aka What's Happen <laughs> <laughs> peace guys see you guys in the next peace. one